Good evening, everyone. This is Tala with Drive Through Therapy. Thank you guys so much for joining me tonight on another episode. And as always, I'm grateful for your support. I just wanted to say thank you for all the people that have been sending me email. And um, I love you guys. You just keep me going. And when I read them, I really understand where you're coming from. Can see all the work that you guys are doing and intentionally making changes in your life. And it just, it's amazing. It's an amazing thing and an inspiration. I will be using uh, several of the emails as topics because I think people have also made some suggestions as part of the email. And so just keep a lookout for that. It's been uh, a really interesting couple of months because I'm actually starting my own practice. And in doing so, it's uh, a learning process because I want to just do it just right. It's taken up a little bit of time, but it's getting done. And in the middle of fixing up the new practice, I have been thinking about this topic, which is uh, a suggestion that came from a person that was talking about having a feeling of guilt when they had to let somebody go, when they had to end in a relationship. And they asked, how how does one work on that? How does one get to a place where um, they release the guilt, I guess, is the question there. And then it got me thinking about guilt and what does guilt really mean? And it's been a theme for the past few weeks that I've been really paying attention to. I've just been hyper-focusing on that, to be honest. The theme of guilt. And guilt, like any other emotion that we have as humans, we have a history in that emotion. Uh, it's not like we just feel the emotion in the moment. No, no, no. Especially guilt has a history of memories that we've collected where we respond in certain ways in certain situations, we decide or problem solve on certain themes using this feeling of guilt. How does, how does it get there? How does guilt today become so elevated and confused with a conscience? <laughs> how does guilt get confused with the way to make a decision. Because I often hear people say, I feel bad. And they make decisions based on that feeling when they say, I feel bad. Another way to say that, I feel guilty, which is why I'm going to make that decision. It's such a an important and very profound feeling within us. But it's a feeling like every other feeling, but why do we elevate it to such level in which we have it contribute so much to our everyday life, to our decision-making, to our uh, thinking and worrying and all the other patterns that we're going to demonstrate throughout the day? How does it get that elevated? Well, it actually starts with the way it's socialized within us. It starts with the idea of religion. Because many homes uh, that are traditional have grown up with the idea of religion, the concept of religion in the home, it is very common that the way a parent teaches religion to a child or teaches about God to a child is through guilt. 
So it is a very convenient idea because it's very difficult, I think more complex to teach spirituality, to teach a conscious contact with God, to teach the idea of a consciousness within to a child. It is not going to happen easily (laughs) because the child needs more and more time to develop in that way. So, of course, we take a shortcut as parents and we might teach the child to understand God or even religion as a set of beliefs that are pretty dogmatic. So, parents, uh, caregivers, adults in a child's life may use God and religion or religious themes to teach a child right and wrong. So, Within that is where guilt starts to become confused with conscience. If we do good, we go to heaven. If we do bad, we go to hell. And so in teaching that concept to a child, it sends the message directly and indirectly that if you feel guilty about doing something, then it must be bad and it must be some sort of higher power talking to you, telling you it's bad and that you need to stop. Somehow it's all tied in there in those lessons, right? That God is watching all the time, that God communicates within us through that guilt, through that guilt as a form of conviction to make some changes. Now, this to some extent could very much be valid, right? But When this concept is taught to a child, it's seen more concretely. There is no grays. There's only black or white on this one. Uh, All or nothing type of thinking on this one. So it's either I'm all good, all bad. And that guilt somehow acts as a way that I make some sort of contact with a higher power that tells me intuitively to um, stop what I'm doing or or chase that guilt and do what that guilt is telling me to do, okay? Or whatever decision it's asking me to make because of that feeling of guilt. So parents also use that verbally. They use um, statements like, you shouldn't have done that. Somehow if you uh, do something for yourself. You're selfish. Don't be selfish. We want to teach really important things like to be generous. But unfortunately, we might use don't be selfish to teach about generosity. The message that we're giving to the child is going to be quite uh, harsh and also very guilt forming. So I think this is how we start elevating the feeling of guilt. You know, we isolate that feeling and we start elevating that feeling as somehow intuitive or God-driven or conscience. And it's something that's supposed to be good to feel and to, to just chase. And this plays a very important role later on in adulthood because we have a range of feelings as human beings that we're born with. But we tend to have memories associated with guilt that gives guilt a lot of credit. 
and eventually becomes part of our daily practice internally. We become guilt-driven because when we feel guilt, we chase the guilt and then become stuck in it. We have difficulty with practicing self-forgiveness because again, growing up, our parent to teach us and correct us, guilt was used to produce this job, to complete this task. But a lot of the times, we did not teach self-forgiveness. Generationally, unfortunately, we don't teach self-forgiveness. We don't teach uh, how to make mistakes and forgive ourselves in order to correct ourselves on the inside and of course on the outside. So when I got that email from one of our listeners that said, you know, how do I not feel bad for leaving someone or for uh, breaking up with them? You have to understand and really explore how guilt plays out within you. What role does that feeling play? Because like I said, we have a lot of other feelings, but when guilt becomes prioritized in our psyche as a way to make decisions or not make decisions, this is a whole nother problem, really big problem. Feelings, whether you like to believe it or not, are not just sensations, a lot of the times, friends, those sensations, we have memories in. There are certain sensations that we feel like happiness. We have a theme in which happiness exists. We have a theme in which sad situations exist. And we also have themes in which guilt exists within us. Stories that we um, repeat in our mind or situations that we quickly get to feeling guilty about. And uh, when we feel guilty, we start to elevate guilt as a priority. We've, we've learned through the years to reinforce that behavior within us. We just feel guilty. And so automatically we think God is talking to us and that's a conscience. And that's why we feel guilty and we should chase it and make decisions based on it. That if I feel guilty, I am automatically wrong. That's what we've been learning for many years and reinforcing, unfortunately. Our parents learned it. Their parents' parents learned it. And it is generational. It's convenient, again, to teach a kid right and wrong, but it is not convenient later for the child as it is not as black and white as they thought it was. Guilt then, as an adult, becomes a habit that is repeated over and over throughout the day. We are not original thinkers, friends, and so uh, we are going to repeat thoughts over and over. They might look different. They might appear to be response to a different situation, but it's all the same patterns within us. We feel guilty about certain types of situations that we've learned and been programmed to feel guilty about. We produce those guilty feelings in certain situations, whether in, in making boundaries with others or when we try to do something for ourselves, we might start to feel guilty when uh, we want to make a decision about uh, letting someone go, for example, we're going to feel guilty, but 
please understand that this is just programmed. It's not real. It's not, a, it's not intuitive in nature and it doesn't, it doesn't really connect necessarily to the divine every time we feel guilty. So it, we have to change and reprogram this habit within us. We got to take a look at it by observing how it plays out in our life. We will learn ways to feel the guilt, but not react on it. We have to understand its nature within us. What does guilt do inside of us? What is it? How, how does it play out? In what situations do they play out? We have to understand the, the nature of what guilt is trying to tell us in that moment. It doesn't mean that it's real or the truth. It just means that it's guilt. And we're doing this, friends, with any emotion we're feeling. If I'm feeling stress, I need to look at the nature of stress. If, I, if I'm feeling... Um, frustrated, I need to look at the nature of my frustration. It doesn't mean that the frustration is something to act on or the the anger or the stress is something to act on. A lot of the times we're just looking within to see what what does it really mean? What is it trying to tell us this feeling? Feelings aren't facts. They're simply a gauge within us a tool within us to use, but it is not the tool to use. It's not the only tool to use. Oh no, we are body, mind, and spirit. We we work in cooperation with all of that. And understanding the nature of how feelings play within you, knowing that you have a memory in a certain feeling and why you prioritize it in knowing all of this is how we're going to change it. We stop elevating guilt into some divine uh, intervention and make it into a feeling like every other feeling is trying to tell us something. Um, it has a nature that it plays out within us. We just have to discover what that nature might be in that moment. It's not the divine always talking to us through guilt. And so we don't need to chase it like it's the truth every time. I see that a lot with people that I, I work with and I have to consistently redirect it and we're reprogramming it to really truly understand um, the feeling of guilt instead of having it be a, a time where we shut down and we do not uh, go beyond guilt and we stay in it and ruminate and obsess about it. And I'm, I'm a bad person and I call myself names. And this is the stuff that we do to ourselves on the inside. And if we don't interrupt this, it just slowly destroys us. We essentially think that we are at the core, at the inner core, bad people because we do bad things and we feel guilty all the time. And that means I'm bad and I'm going to go to hell or any variation of that story. But all of it is not true. However, it is very human to feel guilty. Very, very human. But it is not necessarily a fact that my guilt is telling me that I am wrong. A lot of the times, it just means that it's going against some sort of belief I have, and we need to look at that belief. So for the listener that sent me an email, he talked about, how do I not feel guilty about letting my partner go, uh, breaking up with her, and really have to understand the nature of the guilt at this point. It is a fact that every human being has what is known as free will. 
the free will to act and decide and think and feel whatever they want at any time they want. And when a human being doesn't think that they can make a decision and guilt starts to be produced about this decision that they're about to make about their own life, an important decision about their own life, about what they want and what they don't want. If there's guilt involved in that, they got to take a look at how that was programmed in there. Like I said, we as human beings are born with the capability and the freedom to to speak up for what we want, to want what we want, to to think about what we want to think about. And if anything interrupts that, we got to take a look at it. What limitation is being placed in there? Because it just ain't real. It just ain't real. So you're going to directly go to trying to understand what programming on the inside caused us to feel guilty when we try to ask for what we want and to let go of what we don't want, because that is the right of any human to do so. And so... If we grew up most of the time in a situation where we felt guilty for asking for what we wanted or for making decisions about uh, what we want and what we need, then more than likely as an adult, especially if we've been overcorrected as a kid about making decisions on your own, you know, if you've made to be, if you've made to feel like you're being selfish or, um, punished for uh, making your own decisions, then unfortunately, you've got that message within you to feel guilt for making decisions on your own. So you are allowed to do it. For the listener that's out there that wrote me that email, you're allowed to make a decision about the rest of your life. And the guilt is not necessarily the truth, but it is in you, it is being felt and experienced in you. So it's trying to tell you something, but I assure you, it's not trying to tell you to chase it. <laughs> it's just asking you to look at it. You have a history and a memory with that feeling of guilt and feeling of uh, independence in making a decision. And why that's associated with guilt, that's all for you to explore and figure out. Know its history. So this way, when you feel it again, uh, when you're trying to make a decision on your own about something you do want, then you'll understand the nature of how it plays out within you. And that is what healing is all about, friends. That's what it's all about. I don't need to chase guilt like it's a truth. From here on out, I look at the nature and the memories that are associated with guilt, the belief that are associated with guilt. I need to understand myself really well in that area. So this way I'm not um, prioritizing guilt and elevating it <laughs> to something that's, oh my gosh, it's more important than anything else. When I feel guilt, I need to stay on it, ruminate, just, just swim in it all day long. It's, I should not be forgiven. I'm no good. You know, that's not what we want. We want to make sure that we change this pattern. I see it so often. I hear it so often. People have a hard time forgiving themselves. We taught humanity how to feel guilty, right? But we did not teach them how to self-forgive. And so it is time to generationally start this trend, friends, to teach our kids ourselves first, because we can't give what we don't have, ourselves first, how to self-forgive how to live on the inside with flexibility and with ease. 
it is time to generationally have our children inherit that. Why not? Why not? I don't think guilt works. I think now we have all these fancy named disorders that basically all have the underlying idea that guilt or rumination about guilt is is part of those disordered ways of thinking. So, yeah, let's fix this. I think this episode is so important to listen to over and over and over again. Just like we've trained guilt to be used, we can train self-forgiveness. It will be an intentional pattern that we're trying to form within us. It's not that we don't know what self-forgiveness is about, because we know how to forgive other people. You know, we could forgive them a lot quicker than we can forgive ourselves. So we know how it's done. But the truth of the matter is that we have not practiced this on ourselves consistently. Because that's what any thought pattern you have on the inside is, is just a consistent practicing of that thought pattern over and over and over again. It's not as intuitive as you think it is. Most of our thoughts, uh, I mean like 99.9, most of our thoughts are really just rehearsed, practiced. They're conditioned responses. Uh, We, as human beings, prefer that because it's easier for us to repeat something over and over again in our mind, even if it's toxic, because learning something new will slow us down. And that's how people give up on this, uh, working on the inner self, because they perceive that they have to feel self-forgiving first before they actually forgive themselves. They have to feel a feeling before they start doing actions corresponding with that feeling. So when I ask a person to work on self-forgiveness, they come back and tell me, well, Tala, uh, you know, I tried it for a little bit, but it just, it didn't work. It didn't work. And I don't believe it when I tell myself to forgive myself. I just don't believe it. But what they really don't know is that Whatever they currently believe took years in the making. It's not like guilt all of a sudden (laughs) has this effect on us for just the moment. Oh no, it took years in the making of how guilt affects us on the inside, how it's trained to affect us on the inside and when it comes up uh, in certain situations. Absolutely. So we have to acknowledge that that took years of training to get this feeling of guilt to be prioritized in order for us to reprioritize a new feeling that we may not have a lot of practice in. We just have to practice it consistently. And here's the, here's the key intentionally. It has to be done with consistency and it has to be done on purpose intentionally. It just won't feel natural to us for us to feel self-forgiving if we've been practicing guilt and shame for years it will not feel familiar and that's okay that's okay this way we know that when we start to practice self-forgiveness we we will admit that it is not familiar to us but eventually it will be we practice it with consistency and intentionally we will end up in a place of self-forgiveness Eventually, we will, I assure you. When we do it on purpose, of course, it's a lot 
shorter duration than the lifetime it took for us to build guilt in the way we remember it and the way we acknowledge it within us. But we gotta take accountability for that feeling of guilt within us. We can't just let it roam around like it's the truth and just chase it and reinforce it and chase it and prioritize it. We're just like in a sleep state with that feeling that has consumed us like it's the Holy Spirit. <laughs> we It does not need to be friends. It does not need to be. I don't know if any God needs the feeling of guilt to always teach what any God would try to teach their human masterpiece. I'm not sure that he would be using, as big as he is, I don't think he would be using guilt as much as we think he does. <laughs> so please, please make sure that you bring down the human feeling of guilt to its human, to its human form. It is human. That means it is inconsistent. It is not necessarily a fact. <laughs> and so we got to double, triple check what guilt is really saying, not just take it as the truth. I hope I hammered this to death in your psyche. Practicing self-forgiveness is our new way of doing this just all the time. And if you want to redefine self-forgiveness within you, that's fine. Go ahead and Google it. You know, basic Google search of self-forgiveness. Find what other people say about it. Just introduce it to your psyche in some sort of language. I love basic Google format, uh, reading things here and there. It helps the psyche get an idea of what to do if it wants to work and what, I mean, even what language to use when it wants to work on self-forgiveness. I hope this helps you along the way. Thank you guys again for everybody that sent emails. I love you. You guys keep me going. Just know I'm always here of service to you. I don't forget you. Thank you guys so much for joining me tonight. I'm sending you love and light. And remember, don't let guilt be your teacher and make self-forgiveness your divine habit. This has been an episode of Drive Through.